What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions podcast. This is episode two. Oh, sorry. This is episode 131. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, that's a couple uh, of years. Yeah. <laughs> Beep, what's up with you? I'm doing great. I actually have a, a rare. Uh, there's two players I love so much that I know have number 31. So I'm going to mention one quickly and then one more thoroughly. Sean Marion was 31. Really I've awesome player. Seeing Sean Marion in person. He was actually just sitting in Chicago at, I can't remember what the restaurant was, but it was on division kind of near Damon, actually really near Marion street, which I almost thought was oddly intentional. Um, but he was just sitting there. I was like, Oh, that is Sean Marion. Unmistakable. He's a, he was just like unbelievably fun to watch play yeah. basketball. Um, but begrudgingly, I have to give it up. The best number 31 Reggie Miller. Yeah. I mean, I really liked Reggie Miller growing up. Oh, he was a cold blood. I mean, uh, now as, as an adult, I don't have the kid like weird bulls fanaticism. Like he was awesome. And he, mm-hmm. and even what some of the stuff he did, like the classic thing he did to the Knicks where he made like all those threes really quick at the end of the game and like destroyed their souls. Like it's that just was unbelievable. Awesome. I love him just giving like the choke signal to Spike Lee too. Yeah. No, that was perfect. Reginald is like, a broadcaster I don't really care for, but Oh, he's awful. Yeah. He's as bad as a broadcaster as he was great as a player. <laughs> oh, Reggie. Uh, great 31s though, for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. We are folks at home. First of all, you got to listen to the last episode because we kicked off the best of 2010s where we talked about the best of action movies for this episode, we're going to talk about the best comedies of the 2010s. And there were a lot of good ones. But before we do that, of course, this is the Whiskey Session podcast. So we got to talk about, oh, wait a minute. I was going to say we got to talk about whiskey, but I'm getting this like waft of something in the air. I'm trying to pinpoint what it is. Do you have like a, you don't have like a, beef flavored whiskey do you because i i was i thought i was going to do the whiskey for this week but i'm like smelling something is it i think what's happening is you're smelling through the uh the fiber optic optic cables the george Foreman grill i have with imitation beef cooking on it yeah this is the zoom update they've been trying to get me to do and i finally downloaded it last night and now i can smell through zoom and i think what i smell is a bee's beef i don't eat meat but I've got bees beef. Bees beef. You got it. It's a bees beef. Beep him. What, what are you beefing on? This very special bees beef goes out to people who commit credit card fraud. Oh, man. Aren't they the best or the worst? I recently had my Discover number stolen, and the nitwits just tried to make a bunch of purchases on Minecraft websites. What? Some dweeby 18-year-old went on the dark web to find my credit card info and then made a bunch of $10 video game purchases. If you're going to go through all that trouble, why not do something interesting? Commission a painting of yourself, take a helicopter tour around your city, buy some real estate on the moon. This lack of creativity explains why you had to resort to stealing my credit card, you big jerk. That's my beef for this time. That is a great bee's beef. I feel like when people be thieving, you really need to call them out for what they're thieving on. Like Minecraft purchases. I think I feel like it's my nephew that stole your credit card. It might be. It was a bunch of $10 ones. And and they called me and they're like, did you do this? I'm like, no. 
when I was a uh, like, I think I was in high school or maybe eighth grade or something. Our house was robbed by clearly teenagers. Your house was robbed. Yeah, not like holy cow. Not it wasn't a horror. The only thing, pretty much the only thing they stole were my Nintendo sixty four games. Not even the console, <sighs> just my Nintendo sixty four games. They didn't take. I don't know anything way more valuable in the house. That is what they took. That's, but that would have made me really sad because you probably had Ken Griffey Jr. baseball and Slugfest. I'm almost certain I did. And it did make me very sad. But in retrospect, I'm like, you could have stolen jewelry. Right. Like, like I don't TV, know. Something. So yeah. It, it reminded me, and I mentioned this to Maggie the other night where we were watching like a Dateline or something like that, where this happens a lot, where somebody murders their spouse and then tries to make their home look like a staged robbery. And then the police figure out like, this robbery doesn't make sense because they could have stolen more valuable things than they did. But I actually don't think that is what they should go on because Again, from my youth, it has been proven that it's house robbers don't necessarily steal the most valuable things from your house. Yeah, they're not, and they're not all like the what were they robbers at Home Alone, the wet bandits or whatever. Wet bandits, called. and then yeah. the sticky bandits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that a fantastic bees beef. I am sorry that you got your credit card. I mean, was it resolved? Okay. Oh yeah, the 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 pleasant twist on this beef is that discover is a fantastic company. And like there's, it's to the point now where there's almost like less of an interruption to your life because they let, like, if you have your credit card tied to recurring purchases, they let it go through because they know that you added that card to that site. So until you get your new one and can replace it. And like, they did not hold me accountable for anything. So it's, it's much better these days. It's not like it's a that bad of a thing, but it's just annoying. Cause they had to wait a week to get the new card and all that. But, yeah, I can't remember. It was our credit card or our debit card that was stolen while we were like in Italy. Oh yeah, that but, makes I mean, it hard. Things. It wasn't like the card itself wasn't stolen. It was just like the the number was stolen. It was being used in the Bay Area. But oh. I was just like viewing it from afar, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> but yeah, it, it ended up being fine. I don't think we lost any actual money. Right. Yeah, they're pretty good. They handled it very well. I thought. Good. Well, good on Discover. Uh, this is not a discover ad. I will say though, I'm plugging. Like I've had it, I've had it for. I actually got it right before we came out there to to elope, and uh, I've had a very good experience with the discover card. Good on them. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of coming out to California to elope, the whiskey I have for this episode is is also from California, and. Uh, I'm excited about it because I have had this distillery before, Rod and Hammers. And if people have, I, I don't remember how many episodes ago this was, but like five or six. And it was sort of an accident because I, it was the first Rod and Hammers I ever had. And I know they have like a, a pretty wide array of whiskeys, but I bought their old fashioned, not fully realizing like it was literally like a mixed old fashioned, which I really like old fashioned, but that's not necessarily something that I'm looking for in a bottle of whiskey. I still put it on the smooth train, though. I did like it. And it reminded me, or it, it, it made me think, I got to come back to Rod and Hammer and try their whiskey, uh, try their bourbon, try uh, the rest of the things that they have. But this one, I have their straight bourbon whiskey. It's 90 proof. It's from Slow. 
uh, which is San Luis Obispo. Um, and I know the folks in San Luis Obispo cut out like about three syllables out of that when they say it quickly. Um, but I've only been there once, so I'm not even going to attempt to do that. San Luis Obispo, I think is how exactly. you yeah. it sound, You nailed it. I think you're <laughs> from there. Um, but it's Rod and Hammer. And, and the funny thing about this is it's literally a guy named Rod and a, a guy named Hammer. I'm guessing Hammer's a nickname. If that's his real name, good on him. But they have like their signatures, their respective signatures on the back of the bottle. So straight bourbon, cut with the Pacific, an American classic. Our bourbon is aged two years in an American oak barrels to a deep amber color. The result produces a smooth and mellow whiskey with hints of caramel, roasted nuts, corn, and vanilla when tasted neat. Mmm. Yeah. So I'm not tasting this neat, but uh, I have it on the rocks, on one rock, in my whiskey tasting glass, which I really will only drink whiskey in this. What is that 91 that's on? Is that the score of some kind? The 91? Uh, there's a tag on top that says 91. Oh, it says 91 points, wine enthusiast. Oh, okay. yeah, I guess that's the score from... I'm not that familiar with wine enthusiast or why wine enthusiast thinks they can judge whiskeys, but 91 sounds pretty high unless it's out of 200. Yeah. It depends on what their scale is and if they're how much wine they drink before they rated it. But We will see, but I like the bottle. It's pretty straightforward. It's not like as cool as the hexagonal uh, bottle uh, that you had on the last episode, but I do like it. It is nice. It's very pleasant looking. Give it a smell. It also has a nice, uh, a little bit lighter color, but it looks like a very nice bourbon color. Yeah, it's a little bit on the lighter side. And I will say, I, you know, they mentioned the caramel. Caramel. How do you say that? I say caramel. Caramel, yeah. I think I'd, ver- I think I'd mix it up a little bit, but I, I'm, I'm good with either one. But I do detect the notes of that in the smell. Here's a thing that I just noticed recently. You could tell me as somebody from the West Coast. Um, how do you say, do you say almonds? How do you say that word? Well, I always said almond, but it was Seth that pointed out to me that you actually are not supposed to pronounce the first L. He, so it's supposed to be almond? It's supposed to be almond, which is insane. I don't think anyone says it like that. I've heard people recently saying that, and they're all from California. So I thought it might have been a California thing. Oh, I don't know. It's actually correct, though. Almond. Wow. That blew my mind. I was like, yeah. I've said almond my whole... I've said almond my whole life, too. Yeah. So you are not alone in that. I think you are... We are with 90% of America. Okay. That says it like that. But it's almond. And even Seth was surprised. And Seth spent a lot of time growing up in California. Huh. Okay. Well, I'm glad I got... Now I feel much better. I can move on with my life. Yeah. I can get... like. That one I don't care about, I think because I've been saying it wrong. One extra letter one that does bug me, though, is when pe- people say sherbet. Oh, yeah. It I is like sherbet. That. It's sherbet. It's sherbet. Yeah. Anyway, don't throw in extra R's, please. It's a sherbet and it's uh, library. <laughs> <laughs> and and yes. ambulance. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You you know where I was thinking there. Yes, exactly. All right, I'm going to give this one a sip. 
Ooh, I, I like, I always, especially when it's a brand new whiskey and we like, we only know about their old fashioned pre-made. I want to see what the, what the real deal is here with this bourbon. Yeah. I don't think I went into this one with them, like any preconceptions at all. I've flat out never had this. As I take my first sip, it, it had a little bit of spiciness for a bourbon, but not a lot. I don't detect the caramel notes as as profoundly as I did in the smell. And I'm not getting as much of a warming sensation as I might from a normal bourbon. Okay. But a little bit. Hard to tell on that first sip. I mean, this is definitely one of the ones where I'm, I'm going to need that second and third sip. I am going to take a second, though, because I, I realized last time I had a whiskey, I had a, a second sip a little bit too close to my first sip, and it hit a little too hard. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to palate cleanse with a sip of Pliny the Elder double IPA, which I believe is how, how you're supposed to palate cleanse a whiskey. I believe so, yes. The stronger the beer, the better. It makes it really yep. clear. It helps your palate. And I have a, uh, a paper towel um, on my desk where I wrote the names of two movies that Maggie and I need to watch <laughs> based on our last episode, Hereditary and Blow the Man Down. And I recommended both, and so I have a lot of anxiety about whether or not you'll like them. Uh, I'm sure I'll like them. Hereditary has stuck with me for years. I saw it maybe four or five years ago, and I still have like sometimes have nightmares about it. Just warning you. Okay. Well, maybe I don't want to watch it then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going for the second sip. But Tony Collette is a treasure. She should have won the Oscar for that movie. That's my opinion. You don't see a lot of Oscars won for horror movies. Right. And that's why I think she Why not? not? Yeah, I don't know. But it's kind of like a snobbishness, I think, about horror movies. Yeah. The Oscars are so snobbish. You get a period piece where somebody like recreates being a butler for 40 years or something. It's like, yeah, you win. This movie was bore- more boring than watching paint dry, but you're the best actor. But if it's like a really good, interesting role... You can't get a nomination. This is my next bee's beef. It's going to be about like, movies. I am 100% with you on this because Maggie and I, I know I've mentioned it before, but we're watching every Oscar winning movie, every best picture winning movie. We've made it through over half of them. And sometimes I'm like, how is this possibly the best movie that came out? And it's only because it fits this like weirdly like narrow genre. That's like not even a real genre. Like Oscar winning movies need to, be dramas or just kind of vaguely cover the bases. They can't be pure comedies. Right. They can't be action. They definitely can't be action. They can't be like horror. And so honestly, the last one we watched was green book, which only came out a few years ago and was fine. But it's like, this could not have possibly been the best movie that came out. This no. Year. Right. All you it's need to absurd. know is third. Didn't Crash win Best Picture? That's all, I think that's all anybody needs to know. Yeah. There are some ridiculous movies out there that have won Best Picture. Yeah. And I wouldn't say Green Book is the worst of them. Uh, there's a few others that I've seen a bit worse for sure. But it was one of those where I'm like, this could not have been the best movie that came out this year. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to take a third sip. I'm thinking about this one pretty hard. Yeah, I'm very cute. You haven't tipped your hand. You're much better than me at keeping the suspense of whether or not this is going to be a smooth. Do you think I could win the world series of poker? Yeah, I do. Okay. 
if it That's was based on <laughs> yeah if it was based on not not giving away your thoughts about a whiskey you absolutely would win hands down because i'll admit i'm so tired of working a job yeah if i could just birds. be playing poker i think i'll do that yeah this one's tough. it's like i had really high hopes for it and i do like it it doesn't have it's not overwhelming we with any kind of like warmth it's very pleasant though um and the taste of it is not pulling me in any particular direction i, I do think it has a like a really good balance like it's just a slight caramel um which again i mentioned is, is much stronger in the smell than it is in the taste but i'm glad because i don't really like a super syrupy taste so i do like that aspect of it what price point did this come in at if you may I'm trying to remember. I I think it was about $40. Okay. So it was, you know, not the cheapest, not like super high, but I'm trying to think at 40 bucks, if this is like on the smooth train or not, I am, I'm a little bit torn on it. I think I'm going to do something unprecedented. (gasps) Fourth. I think I'm going to give it a fourth sip to say for sure, because I am really feeling on the fence on this one. Okay, we're going to introduce a new catchphrase, which is when, whenever this happens, I'll say, may the fourth be with you. Ooh, yes. I love it. <laughs> okay, I'm having that fourth sip. It's coating my throat a little bit. It's so drinkable. Okay, that's a good thing. Which again, at like, at $40, I think I'm looking for a little more than that. Mm-hmm. But if I'm being honest, I would feel, I couldn't possibly give it the boot. Because it's good. Okay. There's so, your answer. Honestly, yeah. I got to do that. Um, it's not perfect. It's not the best bourbon I've ever had. But I got to say, you could do a lot worse. And um, I think it's worth trying it to mix up your, you know, the, the types of bourbons that you're having out there. Give Central Coast California a try and get Rod and Hammer's straight bourbon whiskey. I like it. It's not a. It's not going to be in the front of the line for the smooth plane, but that doesn't mean it can't be on the smooth train. Right. It's definitely on the smooth train. And I'm not even saying it's necessarily on like the last car, but it's on there. Yeah. It's a solid regular. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's on there. Uh, so go ahead and give it a try. Um, all right. We have got to get to our best comedy movies. Is there anything this one was tough. I know we talked about this beforehand. This was actually a pretty tough list to put together. I struggled a lot with this one because I just, I realized that I just did not see a lot of what people consider to be good comedies from this decade. And I also don't have interest in seeing a lot of them. Same. So I'm like, I, this is just going to be what I like. And that's it, which is good because that's what this should be. But it was, it was, it was hard for me. Totally agree. I had some that were in my honorable mentions that like could have been on my actual list, but then I tried to recall what the movie was actually even about, and I come up totally blank. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It, it, it definitely was not an easy list to put together. Uh, but we're gonna get to it. These are our 2010s. We're talking about our best comedy movies of that decade. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, my number five. I thought about this one for a second. I thought it was a really a good movie. It came out pretty... It came out at the end of the decade, and I saw it in theaters. And I'll just be honest, J-Lo is freaking awesome. 
I think it's I think it qualifies as a comedy too. My number five is 2019's Hustlers. Oh, okay. I haven't seen this one, but I do want to I do want to see that one. It's really good. JLo is technically not the main character, but she basically is. And she's really good in it. The movie is uh, yeah, I, w- I would go so far as say the, the movie is great. Um, and it's just, uh, it moves along really nicely. You can tell there was just like, uh, I mean, J-Lo and a few other people in the movie, I can't remember like any of the other actresses' names, but uh, like they're playing strippers in it. And it's, the plot is they're basically after like the, the 2008 crash that they're not able to get as much money as they used to. So they start kind of drugging some of their clients uh, and then stealing from them. <laughs> um, but like, it's just really well put together and, and JLo is great in it. Yeah. I like JLo. I'm going to put that on my list to watch. Yeah, she's, I, I don't know what the best way to put it. She's like a force in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. She got a lot of charisma. Yeah, she really does. Uh, what's your number five? My number five is 2017's Girls Trip. I have not seen this, but I've heard good things. I really enjoyed Girls Trip. I thought it was, um, I had originally had Bridesmaids on my list, and I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to replace it because I like the fact that this movie is more inclusive, and I thought it was funnier, and I like the cast, and I think that, I think honestly for that type of movie, it was one of the better versions I've seen where like something like I'm trying to think of the other one that I watched with, um, ah, there's a similar movie, but I'm blanking on the title now, but it's like, just like kind of a, it's kind of in the vein of the hang in the vein of the hangover where it's like a group of people that are friends and they go on some kind of trip and everything goes haywire. Like it's one of my better choices of that type of movie. I thought they did a really good job of it. It's funny. Nice. Is it, I'm trying to like just guess at the cat. It, was it like uh, Tiffany Haddish and Queen Latifah? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Regina Hall also. And who's oh, Regina Hall. She's good. Let's see. I got to see who the fourth person is. Oh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah I got to see this movie then. It was really good. It was very funny. Lots of like f- funny premises. Um, all right, my number four is. Again, maybe there's like some recency bias in my list, but I love this movie. And I thought it was like such, it was just really nice to see Eddie Murphy back. But Dolomite is my name from 2019. It's my number four. Okay. I haven't seen that one. It's awesome. Wesley Snipes is also in it. Um, But it's just, I mean, it's not like a, a yuck it up type of comedy at all. But it's just, I, I feel like it's just perfect. I mean, it, it follows, like, the character of Dolomite. I've never actually seen the movie Dolomite. Um, or really, I mean, like, know that much about that comedy. I mean, it's before my time. But this movie, I just thought was just excellent. I might have to check that one out. I'm a fan of black exploitation movies, like the uh, Pam Greer era movies. They're great. Yeah, and it, like... It just, it covers a lot how, you know, even with Dolomite, like they were in on a lot of the jokes of, because it, it covers like the making of that movie too. I mean, it, it really covers the making of the whole character of Dolomite, mm. but but it does spend a lot of time in the, the movie itself. And 
yeah it's just really funny but it also has its moments of like you actually get to i feel like know the actual actor who plays that character and eddie murphy does that really well i kind of forget sometimes that he's actually i mean eddie murphy is funny as fuck but he's actually a good actor yeah i agree what is your number four my number four is another one i saw a couple weeks ago um it's called plus one it's a romantic comedy from 2019 on hulu Huh. Um, and it's got Maya Erskine from Pen15. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's like a really funny uh, show where she, her and her, another actress play like eighth grade versions of themselves. I've heard of it, but I, I have not seen it. It's really, it's just hilarious. And she's especially very funny. And so basically it's her and Jack Quaid, who's Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's son. Huh. Um, and he's also really good in it. And it was just a perfect, like it was a romantic comedy that, was aware of like the tropes of romantic comedies and made it better than that. And she just is really great as the main character. It's basically like two platonic friends who are agree to be each other's wedding dates for a bunch of weddings they have to go to. And then like what happens to their relationship through it. And it's just, I laughed out loud more than any, like any movie I've seen recently. At that. Huh. that sounds a little bit like a modern day when Harry met Sally. Yeah. It is kind of in that vein. Yeah. Nice. Uh, all right. My number three, I think this movie is really, really funny. I actually think it's, I mean, at least for a movie that stars Melissa McCarthy is one of the funniest, although I have another one on this list, but Spy is great. From Spy was good. Yeah. Uh, it's got her. It's got uh, Jude Law. It's got, oh, I forget the actress's name, but she's also in Bridesmaids. Uh, Jason Statham. Oh, Jason Statham's in it too. Oh, Rose Byrne. That's who I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah. Rose Byrne. Yeah, she's good. But this movie is it's really funny and really good. Yeah, I like that one. I think we saw it in a hotel in Louisville. Nice. I (laughs) I hate to go on Melissa McCarthy diatribes all the time because, you know what? She can do whatever she wants with her career. But it's noticeable that every bad movie she is in is directed by her husband. Oh, yeah. If she it's like again, Ben Falcone or something, right? I think if she wants to do that, if like that works for them, that's fine. But every movie he's directed of hers is bad. Yeah, it's a bummer. All right, uh, all right what's your number three? My number three is from 2017. It's The Disaster Artist. Oh shit! I totally forgot about this movie. That's a great. I loved pick. it. Yeah, I loved that movie. I think. Um, just being a fan of the room for so long and like how weird Tommy Wiseau is, it was interesting to see the fact that they made this. Cause it was, I almost was like torn about it. I was like, why are they making it? It, it doesn't really, the book that it's based on was really good. And I read it. It's written by one of the co-stars of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting to read just to find out like how that movie was made and how Tommy Wiseau acts outside of like being on screen. But James Franco absolutely I don't know why, but he just spent a lot of time really making it to the point where it's almost indiscernible between him and Tommy Wiseau. He did a great job of it. He did. Um, yeah. I feel it like impersonating him would not be that easy. No, it was, it's, it's something like I'm almost just impressed that yeah. he was able to do that, but I thought it was really, really funny uh, movie too. It is. Uh, that is a great movie. I kind of blanked on it. Um, you know, what's funny though. Maggie and I, I, I don't know that this will happen for this movie. It probably won't. But we watched 
uh, over Christmas, what I think is the Christmas movie equivalent of The Room. Okay. It's called, I think it's called Christmas Together. I believe that's what it's called. The acting in it is so shitty. Like, it's like confounding. And there's also just a bunch of other decisions made throughout the movie that are like confusing slash obviously low budget. But it is awful, but intriguingly awful. I'm put, I'm already putting this on my list to watch. Yeah, that it sounds has, like something I would love. <laughs> like the main cast you would have never heard of, except for Vivica A. Fox is in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she does, she's not a main character in it. And she does fine. Although, like, basically everyone that's acting around her slash the writing are confusingly awful. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, it's like, suggested tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's, let me know what you think because I, I just there are so many parts of this movie. You're like, why did they do that? Like, it's about a woman who's like fed up with New York. She wants some Christmassy experience, so she goes to this one very Christmassy town, which is in like California. So already you're like, well, it's not that Christmassy. <laughs> um, and clearly they like try to decorate this town to look Christmassy, but like it's not a super high budget movie. So it doesn't convincingly look like it. And the male lead in it is m- maybe the worst actor I've ever seen. Like wow. so wooden like and terrible. And uh, he is also the father of like a 12 year old, but doesn't possibly look like he's old enough to be a father of a 12 year old. <laughs> the child actor is probably like one of the best actors in it. Okay. okay. But like, it is awful. <laughs> I can't, wait. but like intriguingly awful. You can't look away. Yeah. Let That's my favorite kind of movie. movie. I'd rather watch a movie like that than a good movie. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. I could watch it again for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, which one? Uh, what are we on? Two. You're you're number two, I believe. All right, my number two. You mentioned it already, is uh, but you didn't put it on your list. Is Bridesmaids from 2011? Oh yeah, honorable I mean, mention for me. First of all, like this movie kind of made Melissa McCarthy's career. Like a yeah, she's fantastic in that. Yeah, she's great in it. Kristen Wiig's great in it. Maya Rudolph is really great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are. There are a lot of things I like about this movie. I like some of the Chicago parts. I kind of really love the part where they like go eat at like a suspect restaurant and then like basically yeah. all have <laughs> massive like shitting problems while they're trying in wedding dresses. Like that is a perfect scene. Yeah. I like that Tim Heidecker plays my Rudolph's fiance too. Yeah. He can like, because he, he is not supposed to be even like funny in that movie. No. He's he tries to, to be as straight as possible. Guy, which is like, why did they cast Tim Hyde to be this guy? They could have cast anybody. But he kind of did a pretty good job at it. He did like, okay. He like, maybe it's because I already know the other stuff that he had been in, but I was like, he barely passes as normal. Yes. Well, that's true. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I really like the movie for that. I kind of like how they're always just like bouncing between Milwaukee and Chicago. Although I like that for some reason, the way they drive between Milwaukee and Chicago is on a random, like it's not even a highway. Yeah. Which makes no sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, but it is a good movie. I really like it. Yeah. That's definitely for me. Uh, what's your number two? My number two is a movie that you mentioned on our last episode, Thor Ragnarok. 
See, this is what I was talking about. I even said, like, is this a comedy? I think it is. And I, I actually was surprised. But as I was thinking about it, I'm like, I, I, I think it's my number two because I just, I really do think it's hilarious. It's pretty awesome. I like Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Anything Jeff Goldblum is heavily involved in, I'm on board. He's on the new season of Search Party. And I was, really? as soon as I saw him, I just got, like, I lit up with joy like a Christmas tree. That's what Jeff Goldblum does to me. Jeff Goldblum's awesome. He's, like, in a good stage of his career. We, uh, like, Maggie's sister, Susie, really likes Jeff Goldblum. Like, she has a thing for him. But how can you not? Yeah. No, no, I don't blame her. <laughs> we had watched, um, the fly like pretty recently i want to rewatch that because i haven't seen it in forever the fly is really good but i will say i had a tough time watching that movie because of like all the the body mutilation that's in it yeah that's, that's a david cronenberg right i don't know i think uh, so he's known for like really weird body horror movies i don't like the body horror i will say like the fly yeah. was really good but the body horror in it was just like oh god mm-hmm. um but yeah it's uh no it it is like the tone of that movie is like perfect yeah that's great yeah Uh, especially considering the first two thor movies are like so so yeah i I do find myself i kind of like the first thor like Mm -hmm. i do like that as far as one that i'm i don't really rewatch a lot of a lot of those but i mean that's one like i mentioned black panther before but i do think the first thor has something about it that i like but I agree. I think they kind of nailed like going for more of the comedy aspect with Thor because yeah. Chris Hemsworth is pretty funny. Yeah, despite the fact that he looks like you know he looks so good that it makes you upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like one of those guys. <laughs> um. All right. Are we down to number one? Oh yeah. Okay. My number one. Once I saw this, I was. I it just had to be my number one. It's it's not even a perfect movie, but I love it. And it's 2010's MacGruber. Yeah, MacGruber's an honorable mention. I knew this would be your number one because I know you have an affinity for MacGruber, which I also share. Yeah, I, I'm i a huge Will Forte fan. I even really liked, even though the show like fell apart a little bit, but like Last Man on Earth was good. Um, I just find him like really, really funny. And like an SNL when he would do... I remember that it was like a Paul Giamatti hosted episode where he just played a guy named Andy. And that's not even why I liked it, but who was like a receptionist who every time he answered the phone would just shout, Oh no. <laughs> like that was such like his, his sketches got like just the best like concepts for them. And they're yeah. so stupid, but they like worked every time. And McGruber is just like, all of that put together and Chris is in it and she's great. Um, and Val Kilmer is the villain in it, which is hilarious. Yeah. It's a, it's, I love MacGruber. One of the best things I could, I have to agree with you about Will Forte. And one of the best things I could say about him is like, he would be in sketches on in the Tim and Eric universe or like Dr. Steve rule shows where he would be the one that would crack them up. And they're already insane and out there. And like, he would just commit to things in a way like there's outtakes. You'll see, like he did a cut that ended up in the, in the show, but then he would just be out there, like stuff that you cannot even imagine he comes up with. And it's just so funny. He like, one of my favorite sketches of his, it's not even like a, a full sketch. It's him being on weekend update 
and he comes on as a straight man and he says like to actually i don't even know who the who would have been on the desk maybe like seth myers or something like that oh yeah and says like let me explain this bill to you that passed the house <laughs> and i'll tell you how everybody voted and of course there's like 438 house members and then he has a song that says how each person voted and says like you know 10 in like whoa 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 stop <laughs> and then he makes a mistake and starts over it is like the best sketch song idea ever yeah that's really good he's a, he's pretty funny yeah all right i I'm looking through my honorable mentions in my top list, and I'm trying to figure out what your number one would be. And honestly, I don't know. So, what's your number one? My number one is "Sorry to Bother You." Ah, fuck! This one would definitely be on my list. I'm sure. I like just haven't seen it. Oh, I, well, okay. "Sorry to Bother You" is I loved it. Here's what happened: we I convinced Lisa to watch it with me. We watched the whole movie. Didn't really talk about it. I laughed during it. I thought it was very like disturbing and funny and interesting. And I liked I love Lakeith Stanfield, so I was just captivated by like his performance. Lisa Declan too. Oh yeah, it's based on Elton. Lisa hated it. <laughs> and I loved it. And when I told her it was number one on this list, she was like, What? She's like, That movie's terrible. <laughs> so it's I just gotta tell you, it's probably one of those movies where like it takes a really weird turn about halfway through. Mm-hmm. and i was there for it but i don't know if a lot of people are so it comes with I, an asterisk i bet in our household we would probably have a similar split yeah i think i'm on board for this movie i gotta watch it if you're putting it number one that hereditary blow the man down and uh now sorry to bother you yes yeah. those, those are three must watch they are but all three have the high potential for like you could hate it so just be aware of that although blow the man down i think is pretty good regardless like that's not quite in there but i'm not gonna hate sorry to bother you there's no way yeah. i don't love that movie right um great pick do you have any honorable mentions i do let's see i had um bridesmaids and mcgruber which were mentioned already i had silver linings playbook on my list at one point and moved it down to honorable mentions i do like that movie i think it's mm-hmm. br- I think it's a lot of good performances there. I also like the big sick Camille Nanjani's movie. I meant to watch that. And then Maggie watched it without me. And so I don't know if I'm ever going to see it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Um, and another one kind of like the, everything goes wrong with Jason Bateman game night, which was good, but not great. Yeah. hundred percent. I had game night in my honorable mentions as well. It's like, it is, it's like pretty, it's kind of surprisingly good. Yeah. Um, but maybe not like, you know, quite a top five movie, but it was, I, I watched it on an airplane. It was like one of those movies that I was like, oh, this is really good. Yeah, it was pretty good. I thought, I thought it was solid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That one, I had the other guys in 21 Jump Street. And this one, I, I, I called it a comedy, but Knives Out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also had Lady Bird, which is questionably a comedy too. I still haven't seen that. That's the only reason I didn't. Put it on my pretty good uh one of the movie that goes by my general rule of not being too long um even though it's like kind of an oscar-ish type movie and then i actually thought i'm not sure how i generally feel about amy schumer but train wreck was pretty good yeah it was all right um so those are mine folks at home if you have honorable mentions that we forgot about go ahead hit us up on our twitter at whiskey sessions 
or email us at whiskey sessions music at gmail.com and we'll read your email on a future episode but we got to get to your emails for this episode so let's get into it these are your emails you sent us emails to read emails and now we'll read them all right Pimp, what do we got in the old email inbox we got another one from our pal doug in detroit thank god i know I've i was had, worried I, I needed a doug fix yeah okay so he says dear whiskey sessions the pretenders if they're pretending how are we hearing the music hmm doug's a philosopher he each one of his emails gets deeper and deeper i do feel like yeah i, I want to know why are they you know i i know the obvious answer is well it's a name it's a band name they're obviously playing music but why are they the pretenders i don't know that i don't know that either i have no idea where that band name came from yeah so now i'm gonna think about it thanks doug good looking out doug uh all right i've got another one that says hey guys how's it going i have an idea for the next whiskey session to ep for whenever you start working on it all of the backing tracks need to have samples from john c Riley playing the drums in Step Brothers. what do you think <laughs> this is from lawrence in great bend kansas <laughs> the best idea i've ever heard in my life that would be fun right yeah it would just just random drum sounds and one song is called the fucking catalina wine mixer <laughs> yes i would love that my company one of our customers is catalina island and they have two buses and i just love that they're one of our customers they're our smallest customer I'm, that's a that's a point of pride it really is i want to go out there and visit them that's right where should we have budget to do it but i would really want to do that wait is it pan is your name pan p-a-n <laughs> pam <laughs> best movie yeah i want to go back and walk watch Step Brothers. i almost put it in my top five despite the fact that it did not come out in the 2000s i should, I should have done that as a sign of a sign of how Just much i like appreciation it. yeah of every decade it's my favorite comedy <laughs> Um, all right. Again, folks at home, if you want uh, to have your email read on air, just go ahead and send us an email to whiskey sessions music at gmail.com. Remember that whiskey, we spell it with an E because we're good Americans and that's what we do. That's right. Uh, go ahead and send your emails there. And of course, we'll read it on a future episode. That is it for episode 131. Beep him. Do you have any words of wisdom to leave our listeners with? I would say go watch. Sorry to bother you. I, I can't like, I feel you've directed that at our listeners, but also directed at me. And now I really want to watch that movie. Yeah. I think it's worth it. I think it's a worthwhile experience. Definitely. Um, all right. Uh, until next time, this is a Matt saying peace out and be pimp saying see ya later.